I'm Lindsay Wilson, and this is Business of Glam, the podcast where we discuss business, beauty, building your best life, and everything in between. On this episode of Business of Glam, I bring in my trainer and nutritionist, Elise Campbell, to chat about finding balance, some of the biggest myths when it comes to nutrition and fitness, and tips for living your best healthy life. You don't want to miss this episode. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So this is my favorite trainer, my personal (laughs) trainer. (laughs) But tell everybody a little bit about you and who you are and what you do. Uh, Well, I'm Elise Campbell. I'm a dietitian and personal trainer. And I have my own private gym at my home. And I get to train the queen of glam. (laughs) And I also do my services virtually. So if you don't want to drive, we can do it on the laptop, which we do sometimes. We do. When it's (laughs) bad weather outside. Bad weather, when you're at home. Traveling, anything like that, then I can at least get my virtual in. That's right. So it's perfect. Mm -hmm. What do you think? So tell everybody a little bit about like what a dietitian does or why you would want to get a dietitian or a personal trainer in your life? Well, that depends. Dietitians do all kinds of things. What I specialize in is weight management and sports nutrition. So whether you just want to get stronger, train for a marathon, lose fat mass, gain muscle mass, I'm your gal. And then for personal training, um, all of my stuff is strength-based, as you know. Yes. <laughs> we do full body, uh, and we really we kill the booty, we work the abs, we do all of it. Sometimes I have a little bit of cardio mixed in. It really depends what my client's goals are, what you guys are doing on your own. Um, so yeah, that's why you would see me as a dietitian. And you also come to me when you want to still enjoy food, because that's my whole thing. You know, I love food. Um, so I'm not here if you want like a fad diet or a boring meal plan. You don't need a dietitian to starve you to weight loss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about making those lasting results. So, And I feel like one of the reasons that I loved coming to you, I was like, I don't have to give up everything. Like no. you, I can indulge in like, because I think that's just more real life. It's hard exactly. when you're on a specific diet plan instead of just making it like a lifestyle. Exactly. That is my whole, I believe in what I do. Um, I love wine. I love good food. Um, it doesn't mean that we're going to like want to eat giant bowls of pasta every day because we want it feel good. So it's about finding that balance, what it means for you, your body to have energy, feel good. Um, and then to fit those goals in. So that is, that's like the catch, right? Like maybe myself or a client has to learn that like our goal weight really needs to be like 10 pounds heavier or five pounds or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's not about how small can I get, you know, it's like, how am I living my best, like happiest life, taking care of myself and feeling good. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like also, do you find this to be true? Like I grew up in nineties, two thousands. So it was always like, the Kate Moss bodies, that uh, yes. very I gotta take a drink for this. <laughs> <laughs> that very slender body, and I was like, I've I'm just never going to accomplish that. So how yes. do you have that conversation? Or like, we just have to realize that like not every body type is our body type. You have to like be ready for that. I you know because um, yes, I was a teenager in the aughts or whatever. <laughs> so it was like Paris Hilton, low rise jeans, uh-huh. the famous scene where Gigi Hadid wants a piece of cake and her mom keeps cutting it smaller and smaller. It's like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and also like during that time we were all like, you know, 
afraid of heavy lifting. Yeah. We'll get bulky, you know, like we just want to be toned, but like that's not the answer. We have to learn that we want to be stronger. Don't be afraid of a little bit of muscle because that strength training and building muscle is the Botox for the body <laughs> and the mind. It prevents dementia. So we really have to, you know, change our mindset that like exactly genetics matter. Like even if you eat and work out exactly like me, like we're not going to look the same. Right. And that's awesome, right? We all need to look a little different. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm never going to have Kate Moss's body. No, I could no. starve. No. And yeah. I still wouldn't look like that. And even if we happen to get there, uh, like it's not going to last. Yeah. yeah. So that's something like, even if you can maintain like your, what you think is your dream body or like some crazy fad diet for like up to a year, if it's not forever, it's still a fad diet. Mm -hmm. So. Just something to think about. What are the biggest fad diets right now? Oh my gosh. Well, we always have a version of low carb. Yes. <laughs> and keto is still king right now. Oh, really? So like, let's see. It was Atkins when we were growing oh, up. Oh yeah, Atkins yeah, was Atkins. a big thing. Which um, I don't hate the Atkins because I do really like meat. I mean, I, I'm a big meat eater. I'm, we're both from the Midwest. Yes. yes. <laughs> so it's all about balance. The whole thing, whether it's like a fad diet that's low carb, um, let's see, paleo is still kind of around with CrossFitters. It, it all comes down to a calorie deficit. If you do want to lose weight, we have to be in a calorie deficit. But it needs to be like a slight calorie deficit, like three to 500 calories a day. So I'm never going to have a client, no matter what their size or their goals, no one is going to like walk away from me like thinking they're gonna eat 1200 calories a day that is know, what, just not enough <laughs> is there a certain okay so I actually did hear this I was like I'm gonna ask two questions in one <laughs> right now I heard a study that said to say that we all need eight glasses of water a day is actually not accurate it's based on like your body size and like so don't beat yourself up if you're not having eight glasses right. of water okay, that's yeah that's a good question um but I think also calorie-wise, too, like, is there a certain amount of calories? But it's going to vary for everybody, it right? It is going to vary, but there are certain truths, okay. right? Like, first of all, this as long as you have healthy kidneys and everything, most people do need close to, like, eight glasses of, eight ounce, eight, eight ounce glasses of water <laughs> is, like, a safe recommendation, but you are a petite gal, right? So that's probably like a lot for you. Yes. So, but I would guess without actually knowing your weight and what you do that you need like at least six a day. For sure. Um, it, it depends how big we are, how active we are. Living in Denver at elevation, we need an extra glass. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, we're like reptiles. So. We really are. <laughs> and you got to spread it throughout the day. But the calorie thing, I can go on a huge tangent with all these. Um, there is no set amount, obviously. It is different, but I will say that like even like 1400 calories a day is like really low um and there is like yeah we're gonna lose weight for a bit but then our body's gonna start feeding on our muscle not our fat mass and we really don't want that to happen so um when i do have a client some of my clients choose to count calories some of them don't um and if they want it i will calculate their calorie needs and their protein needs um but it does just vary on your goals your height your weight your sex so yeah, yeah, there is not a one size fits all. And that is another reason to see a dietitian and not get your info from the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like something that I hear a lot from friends that are like dieting or trying to get in shape are the macros. Okay. That really took me a minute to think of that too, <laughs> because I was like, I don't, can't remember. 
Mm. Macaroni. Uh, (laughs) Is that like another way? I think that a lot of people probably hear macros. What what the hell is a macro? So macros and macronutrient. (laughs) There's three of them. We have protein, carbs, fat. Okay. And all of those have calories. So macros, it's another way to track the calories that you're having. Um, It's overly complicated in my opinion. And it is the gym bro thing. Come at me. (laughs) (laughs) So guy trainers love this. Now, I do not have a client count their grams of carbs unless they are managing diabetes. It's just unnecessary because here's the secret. I will tell this. Yes, give us the secret. So if you know your calorie need and you know your protein and you spread that protein out, you don't need to be counting your fat and your carbs. It magically falls into place. Ooh, it's awesome. Oh, I love <laughs> because that. Otherwise, say you're at Chipotle or whatever, you, I mean, you have to track so diligently. Um, it's stressful. It's usually inaccurate. And it's just unnecessary. Um, and if you do decide to track, like the goal, and sometimes I have to pry it from my clients' hands, we don't want to track what we're eating forever. It's unnatural. Um, like I said, only like 50% of my people, my clients do it. Um, but I don't recommend the macros because it's just unnecessary and makes us like addicted to tracking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to track anything. <laughs> We I think you, we've established that. Yeah, not to say anything too personal, but we, you know, you're yes. laid back. This has, that's my whole thing. It has to, my ideal client is a busy professional woman. Um, you guys have more to do than just keeping a food diary, mm-hmm. working out eight hours a week. So our workouts are efficient. We're doing the strength training that we need to. And you get to go have cocktails and, you know, fun dinners out with friends. Yes. So it has to fit your life. Fits my life. Check the box. (laughs) With that, how many times, and obviously I know that it's going to be different for everybody. Mm -hmm. So we do twice a week and do strength training. What do you think is kind of that magic number? Mm -hmm. Do you need to be working out seven days a week or is it five days a week? Is it... Great question. (laughs) So uh, the science background, we do need, ideally for muscle and bone health, we're working strength training twice a week, 20 to 30 minutes. That's the minimum. Um, As far as like cardio and activities of daily living, it's like 150 minutes a week. So there's the boring science, right? Yeah. Um, So my programming, I actually recommend for most of my busy ladies is twice a week but it's an hour at a time Mm -hmm. um so it's double the recommendation um i would definitely say that for most people two to four times a week is the magic number that being said like one time a week is better than none no one needs seven times a week we all need at least one rest day and usually it's like two because the magic does happen when those muscles are healing themselves it helps prevent injury burnout so more is not better that's why you need a trainer that like knows what they're doing yes and that's a benefit too of having a trainer that makes your programming um so you it's less time you have to spend thinking about it you just Mm -hmm. come there get tortured (laughs) it's done just kidding i don't torture there's a few times a week that i might curse your name a couple times (laughs) but i'm like oh whenever i have to get back up from sitting down i think that's a great point though too because i think Again, I grew up in the 90s, 2000s. Yes. Uh, and you hear like, it's leg day, it's this day, it's, you know, yes, all of these different avenues. And then it does end up taking up your whole seven days a week. Uh, so for sure. how do you do like more or what should people focus on if they're looking for like a more full body, like more efficient workout? Do okay. you have any magic there? Well, magic. Let's <laughs> see. So 
we do circuits that are like mixed body. So how are we gonna get more bang for a time buck, right? We have an hour, you have to warm up, you have to stretch to prevent injury. Um, so one of my classic go-tos that we do a lot is like a three-move circuit. So let's say we're going to do bicep curls. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to do some V-ups for our abs, and then we're going to squat. And because we do that, we don't need as big breaks in between, so we're able to fit more in. Um, and the other way we save time, because we grew up in the same era, and like we don't have to be like cardio bunnies, right? right? We That's what we were taught. I mean, in college, I was... This is what, I, I mean, I was a classic under eating, a little too restrictive, um, afraid of heavy weights. I still lifted weights, but it just wasn't, you don't want to waste your time. That's the other thing. You got to lift heavy enough. And then I was doing a shit ton of cardio. And what happens with that is we actually end up like burning, like we lose our muscle instead of building it. Muscle is the key to like help your metabolism. It's one of the few things you have control over with your metabolism. So um, again, cardio isn't bad, obviously heart health, endorphins, uh, but the average person definitely doesn't need more than like, I mean, max three to four sessions a week. Even yeah. if you're training for a marathon, it's like four to five. So just things to think about. It's never going <laughs> to happen in my world. <laughs> cardio either, and I, actually. I think I did all of my cardio in the 2000, like early right? 2000s. I think we're good. I think I'm burnt out. I like elliptical and, yes. and any cardio you like, but like <laughs> so not to, but that was my thing. <laughs> I mean, I think it was because like all of those machines were like coming out onto market. So yes. it was like, this is what you have to do. This is for sure. And it was just hours upon hours and I was of so like bored. the treadmill and the elliptical. I do like to do a walk. I was just actually going to bring that up. Lindsay and I are both fans of the hot girl walk. Yes. I was like, I like <laughs> to throw AirPods in. I yes. like to like... What do you listen to when you're walking? I usually listen to a podcast. Me too. I love to listen to some mid-is. Yes. horror stories. Yes. I usually listen to Oprah Super Soul, but... Okay. Um, and then I just like walk the trail and it's like an hour. Walking and I drink so a coffee underrated. Seriously. while I do it. Exactly. And so it just feels like a meditation and yet I'm getting out and doing some activity. Whatever cardio you love is great, but walking is awesome because it's low impact. So we can do it kind of as much as we want, right? Versus running um, or even hit. Uh, you can do it pretty much anywhere and it's like we use it every day. So like if, you know, strength training twice a week and then walking, it's really all you need for your fitness goals. But if you want more, that's great. Like I really love jumping rope. Yeah. But it's whatever you like. We did buy a jump rope. Oh, we could incorporate that. <laughs> just haven't ever used it. <laughs> it's just fun. It's fast. But again, if you absolutely hate something, you don't have to do it. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. I mean, I love jump roping as a child, so that's why I was like, maybe that would be fun. <laughs> but then I also feel like my neighbors are going to hate me if I like, oh, jump rope true. in here. Yes. That, mm -hmm. So I, I, I got to figure out a spot <laughs> to jump rope. So Not out here. You, we could, you know, if we need more, incorporate that into the workouts. So my clients do get a little bit of a say in the programming. You shouldn't go somewhere where your trainer doesn't listen to you, like this hurts in a bad way, you know, like. <laughs> I was gonna say, what are kind of your pros, or not pros, but like pros and cons are like things to look for when you're shopping for a personal trainer? Because I think that <clears throat> there's like, there's so many people out there, right? Yes. And then online and you have virtual and you have 
in person. Like, so number one, like check credentials. <laughs> um, so they should be a personal trainer. Um, you know, there's, it's not that hard to become one, honestly. So then, you I know, was going to say, is there like an actual certification? So there is that- a certification. Um, just like if you are looking for nutrition help, the dietitian, the RD, they, we have at least a bachelor's and internship, a board exam, um, versus a nutritionist or health coach. It's just self-proclaimed bullshit. Um, but for the trainer, I would talk to them. So whenever someone wants to be my client, I I'm like, let's talk for 20, 30 minutes, a discovery call, ask me questions. Because even if that trainer has the credentials, maybe you're not a good fit. You don't want someone that's annoying or like, or like maybe if you hate the sound of my voice, I'm not the trainer for you. Yeah. So, you know, talk to them, ask them questions, you know, red flags, I guess would be like, what am I? Oh, I love this. Like, I would ask, how am I going to feel when I leave your gym or whatever? Because I always tell my clients, even if we're sore or a little tired, I want you to live or leave feeling mentally better. And I do want you to live also. (laughs) I also want to live, but there have been days that I felt like maybe I could not live getting into my car. Mm -hmm. Because. But I was like, oh, wow, I I haven't felt nauseous like this in a while. But that being said, we don't, you don't ever want to feel like so dizzy, lightheaded. Oh my gosh, I can't crawl up the stairs at the end of the workout. Mm -hmm. No puking. And that is a gym bro thing sometimes. I know. I was like, I've been on the verge and it could be maybe my nightly routines beforehand too. I'm not giving you all of the blame. That's right. But I do think that some people are like, oh, I'm so sore. I'm so, like I can't get off the toilet. Which... Well, I've had moments that, yes, sure. like I said, I curse your name and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> what happened to like my booty and like standing up? I feel like it lasts like only a short amount of time. And you can still live, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, I mean, depending on where you're starting with your fitness level, we're going to be a little sore. How we prevent being, you know, ridiculously sore is you do need a trainer that knows how to ease you into it. Yeah. You do need to do at least a three to five minute warm up, at least a three to five minute stretch. Um, and then eating enough too. That's how our muscles recover, protein and carbs and enough calories. And then those precious rest days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and again, that's where it is quality over quantity with the workouts. So. And let me tell you, this was a real sad day when 2022 (laughs) came around and you were like, okay, it's time to increase what we're doing. (laughs) So it is like more of a gradual thing. So I felt like, oh, and to be honest, if I had to be truthful, towards the end of like 2020, like in the beginning of 2022, I was like, these are so easy. Like I feel like... You got to get your time and money's worth. Yeah. I was like, I feel like this was... They're okay. I feel okay working out. And then it was like, okay, it's time to increase. And now we're moving up into a different level. And I was like, what the hell? Can I go back? (laughs) So Lindsay's talking about the precious progressive overload. And that's what we need in our workouts, our strength training to get results. And that it's how we make it tougher while still having good form. So maybe it's increasing reps or number of sets, or usually for us, like we're going to go up and wait a little Mm -hmm. bit, or maybe we make that exercise a little bit tougher. It's how you keep getting results. You can't rush it. You got to enjoy the progress, you know, getting stronger slowly so you don't get hurt, but you have to have the progressive overload. There are some times that you'll show me a move and I'm like, I don't know (laughs) if I'm capable of doing this, but okay, I'll give it a try. But I know that it'll be like 
but safe you're being and fine. modest. Lindsay is a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there have been a few times that I was like, oh my God, do you know what I had to do today? It's like Magic Mike, right? The kill- Magic Mike move. Oh, yes. She's talking about dive bombers. <laughs> it's a sexy push up. <laughs> you could show them. <laughs> no, not my, I'm not equipped yet. Maybe we'll take a video. Okay, yeah. There we go. I'll work. Serena is very excited about that. We'll get a video of a, a sexy dive bomber. Um, with that being said, kind of let's just say everybody kind of is averaging like that two to three day a week workout. Yes. When do you know it's time? Is it like how I felt? Like this is easy. Yes. Yeah, so I have little, you know, I straight up ask people because some of my clients have killer poker faces. Yeah. Um, but I also, you know, we make conversation and it's about the scale of exertion and I can tell if a client is dying, cruising, or just right based on how you guys can talk. <laughs> I always love when Elisa's like, does that, are you feeling that? I'm like, about to like, I, I love, yes I listen to the breathing. I can. <laughs> but if you're working out at home or with a trainer rule of thumb when you're finishing a set the last two to three reps they're difficult you want it to end but we're not like losing our form yeah you know what I mean um so yeah that's I really have to trust some clients and then I'm not gonna lie like you know seven years ago when I started my business I probably had a couple clients that uh Creepy New York guy, I'm going to say it, that like, <laughs> that didn't want, he wasn't there for a tough workout. Yeah. So I'll let those clients go. <laughs> what do you think some of the biggest myths are? I was like, I feel like this could go on. <laughs> we'll start with like the biggest myth in working out. Uh, okay. Let's think the biggest myth. Oh, you know, one of them that just popped into my head because there are so many, is that like, if you want to grow an ass, which me and my entire family, we work so hard for those glutes. I know. Uh, anyways, the myth is, if you want to grow an ass, the squat is your number one move. Yeah. Like squats are great. They're fabulous, but they are quad dominant. They most, like they work your booty a bit, but they mostly work our quads. So moves that I love to help grow. I was like, let yeah. me t- I was like, is it the donkey? Uh, that is one, yes, <laughs> but it's going to be deadlifting, the Olympic deadlift. Um, it is quad dominant as well, but it gets it gets the ass. You know I love hip thrusters. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the, the day she's like, this is really hard. And, the sing- and I'm like, you need, she was doing a single leg hip thruster instead of two. So that was a sign I knew she needed more weight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tore, I, I, punished myself but yeah donkey kicks are awesome and they're a little more full body too so again squats are fabulous but like that was the myth and that might be i might be showing my age that might be like three years ago on instagram but anyways squats are fabulous i feel like i always thought squats were like the way to get a bite so that's one of them and then i guess a big one too it's still out there when if your goal is weight loss cardio is not like the meat and potatoes of that you know what i mean like so again weight loss it's calorie deficit protein and then sleep and stress control are even more important than the cardio it's really like the top like we wouldn't want to sacrifice sleep and such to like fit that in so strength training is your friend because we build the muscle mass we're able to eat more and then our body is going to burn the fat mass so while you're sleeping getting your rest exactly just living just breathing yes (laughs) what do you think the biggest myths are in 
nutrition. Oh, oh gosh. Like our meal plans. I know. I was like, oh, here we go. But so, okay. It's there's like, lots. Let's see. Dairy doesn't cause inflammation. <laughs> Only if you're lactose intolerant do you need to not have dairy. Carbs are not the devil. Carbs help us recover. Again, the weight loss comes, it, it is more complicated, but bottom line, calorie deficit. Our body needs carbs. Mm-hmm. That That's probably my number one for sure. Um, and that, like, you don't need a cleanse ever or like... Because we, I don't know when this will air, but when the new year comes, every February, I have an influx of clients that are coming off of a failed fad diet. And they fail, not because of the client or because of you. The fad diet sucks. Um, So you don't need to do a cleanse. We don't need to rid our body of toxins. Do you know what does that? Our kidneys, our liver. I was like, shouldn't we be doing that on our own? Yes. So, you know, I could, every dietitian, we could talk for like 20 hours straight about that but those are the top ones <laughs> i was like uh, uh, no trust. cleanse yes to carbs you know <laughs> see this is why you're my girl <laughs> because, seriously because people we um people feel like they're failing at goals but the goals suck yeah you don't suck the goals are too restrictive they're unrealistic and part of that is to an extent we have to accept our body type mm-hmm. um you know like i'm probably 10, 15 pounds heavier than college, so much healthier and happier. I was afraid of weights. I was over-restricting with eating. And you can only do that so long. Yeah. Your body is like, screw you, I'm freaking hungry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, okay, to that point, because I've just, like, noted, like, having girlfriends, friends, mm-hmm. or friends, their daughters. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure they're friends, I'm too. Like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> But, like, they change, and, like, our bodies change, and hormones change, and so I feel like every decade, like, you do go from, like, a little girl body to, like, having more curvature, and having, like, things that we're not, like, completely used to, and now being in my 40s, like, there are times that I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? But I will say, because I do work out with you, I look back at pictures of me in my 20s and 30s and I was like my body looks better now and 40 than it was ever back when I was like 25 it's music to my ears and let me tell you I hear that a lot from my women clients I feel it and hear it from myself um and again my most of the clients I work with are like 30 to 60 years old and diet culture goes way back and women we yeah you know and we probably had the harshest I do like especially like like yeah older like I would say like 40 plus probably or even in their like late 30s I feel like it was like it was hard. Uh, it was like, yeah. don't eat. And I didn't Have a realize how it was. Like, I even remember, like, I loved Britney Spears. And my yeah. brother was like, she's thick. She has too much muscle. And I'm like, oh, I better watch how much I'm lifting. Right. Or if you've ever dated a guy um, that's like, well, don't, you know, don't get stronger than me. It's like, that's a sign you need a strong dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. But yeah, you cannot fight your body. And they do change. Oh, my gosh. Like, that would not be fun if we had the same body from 12 on, right? Well, or right, because I was like, yes. I, I've noticed, <laughs> I'm just like, sorry, Bren. But I noticed that my niece is like, she's a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And I was home last time and I was like, oh, wow, she has like a feminine like yes. body now. Like she's not like a little And girl. it can be uncomfortable to be in a changing body. And it, it does, I'm not saying this happens overnight. It Like, you know, I help guide clients, but it does take, you know, we don't overcome bad 
body image or self-esteem overnight. Yeah. Um, and that's where like how I help clients is like, we have to figure out, is that goal realistic? And you might find as you get closer to that goal, you're like, I don't give a shit what the scale says. Yeah. I look what I'm lifting. I'm like, I'm living a happy, fun life. You know, I'm able to go on vacation and, and like, can you wake up from a nice dinner and not feel guilty? Like that's worth it. You know, having children changes our bodies. Right. I was like, Mm -hmm. is there a piece of advice that you give to people that are kind of like need that grace to like kind of be able to accept where their body is Oh man, in the moment? Uh, well, in the moment, <laughs> or like, oh yes, or I, just oh, I like those changes over. Yes. <laughs> so, like, curate your social media. <laughs> Unfollow anyone that makes you feel bad about your body, even if it happened to me being in my posts. Like, because yeah. sometimes just hearing the fitness world and nutrition world can be triggering. So social media, it really, it should like make us feel good. Right. There's so much, and you have to remember that. Like we could all go on there and edit our photos and everything, hold specific poses. And you know, like sometimes I'm guilty. I make my boyfriend retake photos (laughs) because we all have those days. But like, that would be my number one advice. Cause I do think again, at our age and especially younger, social media is so huge. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we had like, again, Paris Hilton is someone that comes to my mind from that age. Oh Um, yeah. So there's always, it's like the celebrity culture. I guess now it would be the Kardashians and stuff. Just taking it with a grain of salt But at least they're curvy. Yeah, I know. Yes, uh, I was like, at least they, they sell have cleanses perks. and stuff. They do sell cleanses. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need cleansers. So nobody needs. A I don't have to stand behind them. <laughs> yes, I was like, at least like I feel like we were like starvation station and yes. like my generation no, growing up. And I love good American jeans. Thank you, Chloe. <laughs> I do also love good American, and I've started to get into Skims. Okay, yeah, you told me that, and I'm gonna get in there. <laughs> I was like, I. I'm kind of loving their bodysuits and their like pajamas. No, I dig that. And and again, I don't I don't hate the Kardashians the way a lot of people do, but I know that like if I had a daughter, I would like want to explain yeah. photo editing and I'm, you know, not against cosmetic surgery, but I think we should be aware of it, right? Like know that people don't always wake up looking like that. And the other thing is like check your circle cuz like no one especially man when we get out of those like low self-esteem early 20s hopefully no one in your circle like says something negative about your body whenever someone says a negative comment on your body whether it's on like instagram or in person it is coming from their low self-esteem but like homie don't play that (laughs) and being able to block that out yeah that like yeah um sometimes not perfect exactly yeah so i'm just saying because like i remember in my early 20s you know being a little like it all oh, yeah. it came from my own low self-esteem so social media who you surround yourself with and yeah your own self-talk um i don't you know whether it's my friend or a client i don't love to hear negative self-talk because we do believe it we start to got other positive mantras right yes absolutely <laughs> do you feel like when it comes to like goals for people's bodies do you hear mostly like a certain goal weight or is it uh, yeah, because I feel like I gave up. <laughs> I gave up because of all of the like craze okay. of like being skinny. I mean, like eating disorders. I think became a big thing in like oh, yeah. my generation, and so it was like something that my mom was like very aware of to try to like avoid from happening. Wow, that's and awesome. I remember my doctor being like, because I was always just really heavy, but I didn't. I looked the same as everybody else, right? And he was like, you're 
it's muscle, it's bone. It, there's like so much more that goes into our weight. Now it's my weave. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I have a good 10 pounds on my head. But I'm like, there's so many other deciding factors to it. Yes. So it's easy to get caught up on this like number. Like I don't own a scale. I haven't in years. Very cool. Because I just like, I, I knew that I was like never the 99 pound girl. So I, yeah, I have lots of thoughts on that. So I will say the, uh, most of my clients, like 80% come to me with an initial goal weight. And honestly, sometimes that's okay. I am a weight management dietitian. I do believe to some extent, if it's a reasonable goal and, and we do it in a healthy lifestyle based way, like we can do that, but it should not be your only goal. Like the, they don't walk out of my office. Like my goal is to lose this much weight. It's like, I'm going to eat breakfast. I'm mm -hmm. going to work out twice a week. But after working with me, most clients again, give up the goal weight. And you know what? Like, like Lindsay said, if the scale upsets you at all, if the scale has any pull on your emotions, you should throw it out the window <laughs> and get rid of it. Like as women, I'm not kidding. Like our body weight, depending on salt, alcohol, carbs, stress, our cycle, how much sleep you get, our weight can fluctuate like eight pounds in a day. Mm -hmm. So it's such a flawed measurement. And I, I am all about that. If you're going to use the scale, I definitely don't recommend weighing yourself more than once a week. We have to be able to keep in mind. And I do have some clients, the scale has no emotional like pull on them. Yeah. And it's just one form of measurement. But again, it's a flawed one. Yeah. Um, so it really just depends. Yeah. So I, I love, even if like weight loss deep down is your goal, like we have to have lifestyle goals to get there anyways. So, and then, like I said, most people end up changing it. Cause if we are going to build muscle that does make the scale go up a bit and that's, the, that's the scale is very flawed. <laughs> it, it, it's a flawed, but I think that's how we set a lot of our goals. Yeah. I mean, we In were, I was raised world. with that. Like my yeah. mom did. I, that's like the classical millennial. My mom did Weight Watchers and I have like memories of her doing like Denise Austin uh -huh. step tapes. Yep. And luckily now my mom is 63 and has better body image, <laughs> but it was like uh, diet culture is real for, yeah. And the scale is part of that. Yes. <laughs> so I think, how do you kind of guide clients into finding that right? kind of goal for them because I think sometimes it is like it is a number on a scale but like for me it's like how I feel in clothes yes how I look in picture like Preach. how I <laughs> am like feeling yes. in my everyday life and like sure there's some days that I look at photos of it's like what the hell was happening yeah there? photos are misleading but they are <laughs> they can't be but I think that like when you're putting on clothes that for me is like my just determining factor yes. if I need to cut back on something or For add sure. something in. So like if we are in our, what I call happy, healthy weight, where we're living life, we're moving our body in a healthy way where we don't feel restricted, like clothing can be a way, but I have had clients that have had to buy bigger clothes and that's okay. Mm -hmm. When they realized that the weight that they were at was like a little less unhealthy, it was a little too small, but yeah, how your clothes fit energy, you know, like I love that. It's like, are you not obsessing about food every day? Can you have holiday pie without having guilt on the side? Mm -hmm. Like that is, oh, that's one of my music to my ears milestone when a client can enjoy a food that they love and not have guilt. Cause I do have a whole theory about food guilt <laughs> that it is American Puritan culture that we tend to feel guilty about pleasure. <laughs> and Lindsay knows I am obsessed with the Mediterranean yes. and, uh, 
I do think that we're, I, I believe we are meant to get joy from food. Again, that doesn't mean eating lasagna for every meal. You'd get sick of it anyways. <laughs> but it's about balance and how you feel. And food guilt like is worse for our health than whatever food you mm -hmm. ate to feel that way. It's literally stressful in your heart. So that's I feel like one of my <laughs> favorite Elise like <laughs> quotes or slogans or what have you is like it's not all or nothing. Oh my gosh. Like, just yes. because you fell off the wagon and like you ate pizza and chicken wings and like drank all day it doesn't mean that the rest of your week is just that is that. huge for me, and and because that's something that I overcame, and it doesn't mean I'm perfect. I have to, I believe in mantras, and I have to remind myself that. Yeah. Because in my twenties, back in college, it was like all or nothing. Like if I missed a workout, well, fuck it for the week, you know. Mm -hmm. Or if I had a cupcake for lunch, like maybe let's just eat a dozen cupcakes. <laughs> it's so not all or nothing. And I'm very type A. If you think you're type A or perfectionist, a successful businesswoman tend to be a little type A. We struggle with the all or nothing. You don't. You, you're thriving right now. <laughs> and I have gotten better. But that's something I have to, and I'll, like I do have to remind that to people. Yeah. That, again, it doesn't happen overnight. Like that was a game changer for me. Um, like my goal for a client, I don't want you to hit your goals 100% of the time. That worries me because like we're going to head for a crash. First of all, I want the goals to be a little more relaxed, flexible, like one to three workouts a week, not three. But like I want you to aim for like 80 to 90% of the goals. Um, because a hundred again, we don't perfection is scary. I you learn more about yourself and how to really have it be a lifestyle with fitness and nutrition when you have what we call a bad week or mm -hmm. a bad day, and then what happens, right? What do you do? We just move move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in the last two years of working with you, the biggest thing that I've had is letting go of the food guilt. Oh, so I'd like love to hear that. <laughs> when I wanna have mashed potatoes, yes. and like there is a little voice in the back of my head that's like, don't those carbs what are you thinking and I was like I want to eat the mashed potatoes and I'm gonna do it and then that means that I just have like a better meal tomorrow exactly it is about balancing it out and you're if you if you can really work towards that space of getting rid of food guilt feeding your body enough because if we are that that's where your body will let you know if your goal weight is realistic but anyways like you're not going to crave mashed potatoes for every meal like, I feel like yeah. when you kind of take it away and off the Ooh, table. Oh, if it's foreboding. Oh, if it's a naughty thing. It's like, not like everything. That's calling you're like, your name. <laughs> oh, I need it. And then you obsess over it. Yeah. Same thing. If you, I like cocktails and wine. If you get drunk and feel like you're out of control around food, it might be a sign that you're not eating enough throughout the week or that day because alcohol takes away your inhibitions and your body's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yes, it shouldn't be forbidden. And again, this most definitely doesn't happen overnight. But I want my clients to feel in a place where like I can have chips in the house I'm not gonna eat them all you know or like oh I'm so we're so bad for having that brownie Susan brought in like, yeah. well and everybody I'll show you my snack drawer yay. it's not fully full right <laughs> now but I was like everybody's like how do you have that I was like I've learned that if I'm without something I obsess over it yeah and then I want to overindulge when I have it versus like that's awesome. Having a few Starburst. I did have to realize that I can't have regular chips. I have to, because I have bagged chips. Oh, I have okay. to have the baked chips. The, oh, okay. Because um, I really 
love I Doritos. Like chips. Okay, yeah, I love Doritos. And, and then I was getting into that damn snack drawer a little too often, okay. and I was like, I gotta get baked chips. So, so if know, I at least have chips, not to say that I don't have regular chips I got too. And see, something that I've I've been a dietitian for like, oh man, like 12, 11 years now. I was about to jump on Lindsay and be like, oh, well, don't feel guilty about Doritos and stuff. But like nutrition is one, not one size, or it is one size fits all. Like you are the boss, you learned your body and that you can have that snack drawer and like maybe, again, it's not 100%, but. No, I was like, I need to just have smaller bags of that inside of there yeah, to where that, I'm not going crazy so and eating it all night. So that is listening to your body. Yes. You know, again, to get back to, you know, and this is like a, ooh, it's a touchy, it's a controversial dietetics thing. I was going to avoid a little bit, but there is the health at every size. We talk about it all here. And <laughs> yeah, health at every size and I am weight management. So yes, I believe that every size body deserves healthcare, but I can't technically call myself a health at every size practitioner because if a client comes to me wanting to pursue what I consider a healthy amount of weight loss, I help them. I do believe that some people can lose weight. So that being said, learning to listen to yourself, it is like, how do I feel when I eat like that? Mm -hmm. Um, It's the same with exercise. We actually keep our goals way more if it's not vanity or look-based. That can help, (laughs) but like if it's like, I'm gonna work out because it's heart healthy or it helps, oh, mental health, the endorphins, right? And just like, I'm gonna have these vegetables because like they're gonna help me stay regular. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are just little things to think about. Cause like, yeah, what I'm saying with the like lack of food, it doesn't mean it's a a free-for-all. It can be if you want it to, but like you're not gonna feel great, right? Right. And, And health does matter. We can't, that's the other thing too, like, things do affect our blood sugar and mm-hmm. our cardiovascular health. Yes, genetics play a role, but nutrition has its place. Um, so yeah, that's my big spiel on that. I know. I love <laughs> the balance, that it yeah. doesn't have to be all or nothing. I am nothing. a Libra, the yeah. scales. It is the scales. <laughs> I literally live my, like I created my business and I didn't even plan it like this, but my business is a reflection of my life and it is about helping my clients and myself have balance. Rest and activity, fun and like, self-recovery time um you know the vegetables and whole grains and the delicious pizza or whatever Mm -hmm. you're craving and I do believe that if you want to you can balance in the booze (laughs) what are you speaking of the self-care aspect of things what is something that you do to keep yourself oh gosh I'm the self-care queen. Yes. I was like, I feel like you're really good at this. She's like, that's too late for me. I was like, I would be like, it's fine. I'll figure it out. I'll sleep. Like, So I, I am 35. I've had to learn what works for me. But I do believe for myself and clients that we have to be what society deems a little selfish as women. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be a little selfish. I think it makes us be a better professional, a better mom. And our biochemistry like doesn't care how busy you are. You have to... like. My biggest thing when I first started my business seven years ago, I was working six, seven days a week. You do what you got to do, and I love yeah. my business. But like two and a half, three years in, my body was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like having health issues, and, and I went to the doctor, and they're like, you need rest. And I'm like, mm, doesn't work. I'm an entrepreneur. And they're like, your body doesn't care. So yeah. setting boundaries, <laughs> it is one of my favorite <laughs> words. Yeah. Boundaries with friends, loved ones. 
clients that I care about. And the clients, they're so, I love all of them right now. They are my right people, as my marketing coach would say. And like they would never even want to like cross a boundary line. You, We all need time off. Like mm-hmm. put your phone on silent. So I I am an introvert. So like after this, I'll probably go home and hibernate with tea <laughs> in my hammock. <laughs> so alone time. Um, sleep. Sleep is so underrated. You can, you got to have some sleep. Yeah. The average person needs seven plus hours, but those are my main things. Self-care is so different. You know, I love to bake because it like, you need rest, but you also need joy. Like, so. I love that. It's, it's <laughs> again, you are being very Libra. It's the balance, balance. of like, it's joy and it's also like taking care of yourself exactly because like what makes me work out because even I've been a trainer since I was 18 and I love exercise but I would like I said in college if I missed a workout or was feeling weird and that's fine we all go through things but I would be like fuck it but what made me stay consistent not perfect with working out is how it helps my mental health Mm -hmm. it helps me sleep better too Yes, the health benefits of it, but my mental health, like I love endorphins. And if you can get through the start of, you know, getting in shape a couple months, you'll feel that too. And if you're not doing, you know, a workout that you absolutely hate, yeah, you know, like maybe I'm not the right style for you. That's okay. Like you should find something that you love. Find something that does bring you some joy. But Serena and I were talking earlier because she's like, do you ever like, dread working I was like there are we work out early in the morning (laughs) and I was like there are days that I'm like Uh who cares I don't want to go but you never regret a workout that you've completed that's right (laughs) and any workouts better than none (laughs) but you brought up a really good point uh it's another myth here's a myth I hear a lot from clients they say how do you feel motivated to do your workout or may I food prep as self-care and I'm like motivation is fleeting I don't always feel motivated that is where a little touch of discipline comes in Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying absolutely not saying kill yourself go work kill yourself with working out right (laughs) like um, you know you need to balance it in but like it does motivation it comes and goes if I could sell motivation if any trainer or dietitian could we'd be a billionaire like overnight it has to come from inside and the myth about motivation is that like if I work hard enough it's there always but just like our moods it's fleeting it comes and goes and you can you know write down and visualize remember why you got motivated in the first place but it does it has to discipline and that's where a trainer helps right because like if you're late cancel I'm going to take your session yes (laughs) so whenever I know that I'm like I don't want to go I was like I have to show up I have to go and just having an appointment yeah um you know so just that discipline and again like Mm, I don't really feel like food prepping, but I'm going to do this because so, I know having these fresh mm-hmm. veggies all week makes me feel awesome mm-hmm. or like having the protein. So again, like the discipline you brought, it's good. Yeah. And you are a killer though. You rarely miss a workout. <laughs> I try. I really don't like to miss. But again, it's part of why I love working with badass women professionals because they have the discipline. Yeah. I'm always like, I have to go. I have to show up. I I can't not go. It's That's awesome. Yeah. It is the crazy, like, type A part of me that like, comes that out. Balance. But it's a balance because there's other times that I'm like, eh, whatever. I'm going to let that go. Right? So yes. it is a good balance. So in relaunching Business of Glam, we really wanted to look at, like, our name title and, like, how it kind of appeals to everybody. And looking mm-hmm. up glamour, I, I feel like it's one of those words that we all kind of know, but like yeah. also don't 
actually know the definition right, of it. Think Marilyn Monroe. Exactly, right? <laughs> we all have our idea of glamour in our head. But it's alluring, it's magical, it's all of these different, something that sets you out from the rest of the crowd, which I think is very on point with business and entrepreneurship yes. and wanting to kind of create that. What was the alluring factor that you had mm. to get into one personal training and nutrition yeah, and also starting your own business and entrepreneurship? Well, for the personal training and nutrition, I, I just think there's nothing more glamorous than like feeling your absolute best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and again, that doesn't mean perfection. Maybe when I was 17 and wanted to get into it, that's what I thought it meant. But it really is, again, finding that balance and feeling my best on the inside to like feel good and look good on the outside. Because yes, nutrition and working out, it does, it starts from in here, you know, having your water for skin and everything. So that that's what got me into that. But for being a business owner, working for myself nothing is more glamorous than freedom yeah <laughs> getting to pick my own schedule who I work with and it doesn't happen overnight it's not glamorous in the beginning right <laughs> like like you it's the saying is true like you have to live kind of like do things that the average or a non-entrepreneur wouldn't do to get to that sweet spot which is so glamorous right like yeah um, in June, I took three weeks off to go to Spain and Portugal. That was really glamorous. <laughs> it is very glamorous. And to love what I do, believe in what I do, and it's also very glamorous to not have to deal with bullshit corporate meetings mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, be in a hospital as a dietitian and have 10 minutes with a client to not even make a difference in their life, and it's just soul-crushing. Mm -hmm. Again, not glamorous. So, I, I mean, the freedom, for sure. Like, that's what... I was always striving for and it, again it took like three years but I love it very grateful yeah <laughs> love that okay I I thought of another question though okay. too that I'm gonna ask <laughs> just for everybody to kind of like help them do you think nutrition comes first or working out comes first naughty naughty is it the chicken <laughs> before the egg or the egg before the chicken so they they should go together but man you know it, it, I'm gonna say oh like health Oh, they all have their place. Like nutrition is huge. It really is huge. Mm -hmm. There is a part of our health that is out of our control, genetics, uh, but nutrition can have such a huge impact. And, you know, just an example, if your goal is to build muscle or to lose weight, you cannot gain muscle without lifting weights. Yeah. So like it does have its spot, but then again, we have to eat enough protein. We have to have the right balance of calories. So... That's a tough question. I think they're they're both important. I will tell you this, that most people think that training is the hardest or working out, yeah. but it's nutrition. And even if that means breaking those, you know, all or nothing habits or the food guilt, when you can master your own personal balance of nutrition, it the working out is way easier. Yeah. So balance and the libra balance i love it thank you so much for joining us tell everybody where they can find you get in contact with you get some more info uh definitely so my instagram is fitness nutrition by elise um and the same website fitness nutrition by elise.com and we'll, we'll link that all awesome too. thank you for having thank me thank you i'll see you again tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> for <her> workout <laughs> right <and> early <laughs> I'm Lindsay Wilson, and you've been listening to Business of Glam. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe, review, and download this podcast. If you're ever in the Denver area, be sure to come by and see us at Glamour Bar. Until then, stay glam.